Now, to get things started, here's J.P. Shadrick. And welcome in. It's Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today, official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Final score in Philadelphia, Eagles 29, Jaguars 21. J.P. Shadrick with Mike Dempsey in Jacksonville. And Fred Taylor joining us on the line from South Florida. And good afternoon to you, Fred. What's up? Fred, are you there? We'll get back to Fred. JP, Mike. Hey, hey, hey there he is. Hey, going, better late than never. What's happening, man? So, a uh, tough one today. Obviously, turnovers, the number one issue, 5-1. Uh, to one. Jaguars uh, gave it up five times. And then the Eagles ran for 210 yards as a team. And those are recipes for an L. Uh, without a doubt, JP. Uh, but it's been the Jaguars' Achilles heel. The same thing that got them to uh, the 2-1 and one record and that allowed them success the past couple weeks. It's the same thing on the flip side that contributes uh, mostly to this loss. And there's no way at the quarterback position you can fumble the ball four times and also throw an interception when you have an opportunity to score or in scoring range, you know, and think you're going to win football games. Yeah, they kept it close. You know, it, it seems that they would have had an opportunity to uh, have make it a great game and come back. But just too many turnovers. You go into the game, uh, eight takeaways. And uh, you had your ninth takeaway prior to you start turning the ball over today. And now there are uh, nine takeaways and five giveaways, or, or, or actually five giveaways in this game. So uh, that turnover ratio is something, man. Got to protect the football. Yeah, and Fred, uh, you know, inept in terms of protecting the football on offense. And after the first couple of drives of the game for Philadelphia, the Jags really couldn't stop that running game, and it was disappointing that they were able to just oh, yeah. hand it off in, in some key third downs, run it right up the middle, and be very successful. Two ten on the ground against this Jags defense today, Fred. Oh yeah, Mike, without a doubt. I mean, just keeping the ball steady, and more importantly, I think uh, when you go back, you look at the run game. They did an outstanding job running the ball. They kept the Jaguars' defense off balance. Those guys were breaking tackles. As soon as you think the Jaguars' defense had them in the backfield or for a short, for a short game, you know somehow they slither it out and uh, end up making it a four-yard run here, four-yard run there. And that's very frustrating for the defensive guys as well as the play callers. And I, and I, and I really think that uh, from a defensive standpoint, uh, just the box count, you know, Jalen Hurts is more than a threat. You know, they were accounting for him, so they had that one guy overhang. Uh, but they tried to stop the run with six in the box majority of the time versus the Eagles' uh, sub package, and they just couldn't do it. Final score, Eagles 29, Jaguars 21 in week four. The Jags are now 2-2. Two and two. Eagles improved to 4-0, the last unbeaten NFC team. Jaguars opened up a 14-0 lead in this game, and then there was the first of the five turnovers for the Jaguars' offense, a fumble lost by Lawrence on a fourth down play. They were at the Eagles' 34-yard line on, the, on that snap. And then the next three Eagles' drives after that were all touchdowns. And that's where the game turned, Fred, was on that first one because all of a sudden they go down the field and seven plays, a Hurts touchdown run, and then nine plays, Miles Sanders, and then an eight-play drive, and uh, Gainswell gets a, a touchdown. So that's where it turned. That first turnover really kind of flipped the momentum. Yeah, that, that, four, that first fourth and three uh, was definitely the turning point in the game. I think that if Trevor 
didn't lose that ball there and fumble. He had a guy open for the fourth down conversion uh, running underneath right there. But, you know, who knows? You know, who knows if they don't turn it over or so on the very next play. But I agree with you, JP, that uh, that particular fumble right there just started, uh, you know, uh, uh, just a down, downward spiral for the Jags. Yeah, it really opened the door for yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, the, all these turnovers, these fumbles, a couple of them were good defensive plays, obviously, to get back there by uh, Reddick, the last two. Uh, was there anything that was uh, rain, weather-related? What, what did you see, Fred? Oh, yeah, certainly the weather had something to do with it. I mean, I think that, you know, those balls that just slipped out of his hand, the fourth and, the first fourth and three, when he was just scrambling out, yeah. I think if it's dry, Trevor doesn't lose that ball, and he makes that uh, completion there underneath to extend that drive. Uh, the, the, the sack fumbles by Reddick, you know, those happen, dry or, or, or raining, those happen, because Trevor wasn't alert right there. But uh, certainly the rain contributed some. I know as an offensive guy, we always think about ball security in these conditions. But we also know that our footing is better than a defensive player's footing. So we welcome the rain. We just have to be more aware of holding on to the ball. So, Fred, you come into the game, Philadelphia is without Avante Maddox, their slot corner. And Darius Slay goes out pretty early in this football game. Yet, until very late, they completely took Christian Kirk out of the game. Marvin Jones did not have a catch today, snapped a long streak of games with at least one reception. Was it, again, the conditions, or did you see something specific that Philadelphia was doing to frustrate those two guys? I mean, Philly has an amazing defense. I mean, an amazing team. They built an amazing roster offensively and defensively, uh, starting with their line. You know, they're great up front offensively on the line, and they're very good defensively on the line as we were able to witness. And then you go into the back end. You mentioned, Mike, that they didn't have their top guys at corner back there, but they have a very deep secondary. And those guys showed it today. I, the, the one pass that was intercepted by Bradbury uh, was uh, just him coming off of his guy. Just amazing awareness. You know, if, if he doesn't make that play, you know, if, if Trevor has an opportunity to pump it and hit the post route behind it, that guy gets in trouble. But just great heads-up awareness by him to come off his route and to intercept the ball that was intended for Christian Kirk. And see, so if it were us talking about the Jaguars' defense, we would be giving those guys all sorts of credit. And I have to give credit where credit's due with the injuries, the amount of injuries that those guys had on that side of the ball, as well as the, their offensive line. You gotta give their, you gotta tip your hat to their depth on the roster and the secondary or the backup guys that came in and played well and didn't miss a beat that allowed them to win this game today. We'll come back plenty ahead. Bucky Brooks standing by in Philadelphia. We'll hear from head coach Doug Peterson in just a little bit. Final score 29 21 Eagles over the Jaguars. This is Jaguars post game on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor. Final score, 29-21. The Eagles are now 4-0. The Jaguars 2-2. And, and the Jaguars just couldn't get it done today after that 14-0 lead. The Eagles a rally for three touchdowns in the second, uh, or right before halftime, and then keep on scoring and taking the ball away and five takeaways for the Eagles defense today four fumbles from the quarterback in this game 
and uh, that won't win you many. Yeah, like you've said, Fred, even if you give the credit to the Eagles' defense for those takeaways, some of those self-inflicted by the Jags, the Eagles' offense held on to the football today. You know, that was the difference. Uh, the Jaguars sloppy with the ball in the conditions, yeah. but Philadelphia wasn't, JP. Yeah, first drive. That was the only exception when Cisco right. got the tip ball interception. After that, clean game. And that was a play where... Darius Williams made a play on the ball, you know, and it got popped up. It wasn't like they were just dropping it on the ground yeah. like you saw a little bit from uh, Jacksonville today, not uh, as sure-handed. And, again, I'm not – look, you could say self-inflicted, but, you know, Philadelphia had every opportunity, Fred, to make those same kind of mistakes. Yeah, as much as, um, as, much as Philly went out there and handed the ball off to their runners, you would think that, you know, with that, the runners touched the ball 50, 50 carries. I mean, that's a lot of ball handling right there. So you would think they would increase their opportunities to turn the ball over in these types of conditions. But as you said, Mike, uh, Philly took amazing care of the ball after that first series, and uh, they went on to have 29 unanswered until the Jaguars scored there late in the game uh, with um, that late touchdown push right there. But, yeah, Philly just they went out and they played as if they're used to playing in these conditions all the time. So they deserve all sorts of credit for, you know, uh, taking care of it. Time now for the Locker Room Report presented by Baptist Health and the Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute, the official sports medicine provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Josh Allen today for the Jags had seven tackles, another sack, and two total quarterback hits, and he's standing by with Bucky Brooks in Philadelphia. Bucky? What's up, Josh? No more victories. We don't do that. But how do you feel about it again? Uh... You know, a lot of emotions going, going, you know, going through my mind right now. Uh, you know, just the, what I'm feeling right now, man. I feel like, you know, we were the better team. I feel like we are a better team than them, and I feel like we're gonna see him again in the long run. That's all I really care about. Uh, we know we're gonna we're gonna watch this film. We're gonna work on what we need to work on, and prepare for Houston because we gotta win the South if we're gonna play in the playoffs. So we want to see this team. We got to win next week. You know, and, and thinking about that, because this was a great measuring stick, because this is a physical team, a team that runs the football and those things. What are some of the lessons that you guys can pull out of this game to help you going forward? I mean, we got to know. We knew coming into the game that this team was the best second quarter team in the National Football League, and they showed it. You know what I'm saying? And we knew that. So uh, for us, man, is to, to know, our, know our, you know, we know we got to stop the run. We know that. And that's, that's every week. But this week was, this is the best second quarter team in the National Football League. And they, they were the best second team. They were the second. They did, they did what they've been advertised all year. And that's something that we need to look, we need to be more detailed in situations like that. And so, uh, so moving forward, you know, we have another opportunity to play against a team that has similar traits or similar, okay, they do better in this situation to know that and to be aware and to really do extra, do more, do your job, but do do it at the best level that you can. Jalen Hurts presents a different problem as an athletic quarterback mm -hmm. that runs the ball and those things. There's some guys that do that stuff later down the schedule. What will you take from facing a guy like that that you guys can uh, help make you better defense? I mean, <clears throat> you know, he made he made a lot of good plays. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he made a lot of good plays. You know, uh, I feel like as up front, I think we've you know, I you know, I got to look at the film. Uh, credit to him. Credit to the credit to the offense. Uh, you know he's a good quarterback. You know. So 
We got Houston next week. Yep. So we look at the film. We'll get mm-hmm. right. We'll get a chance to see you next week. Best yes, of luck. Sir. Thank you. All right, that's Bucky Brooks with Josh Allen, the Jaguars outside linebacker. Losing effort today. Had a seven-tackle game, a sack, and uh, two total quarterback hits for Josh Allen and a 29-21 loss. Uh, Coming up, Doug Peterson will visit with Bucky Brooks. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Final score, Eagles 29, Jaguars 21. J.P. Shadrick with you, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor. Let's get to the highlights from this one. Frank Franzi with the call. Jags on offense first to open the game, go three and out. But the Jags defense comes out. They were leading the league in takeaways, tied for the league high, in fact, with eight takeaways coming into the game. On the sixth play of the opening drive, they get takeaway number nine. Play fake, first drop to throw, looking, fires downfield, that ball is tipped and intercepted. Andre Sisco picks it off after the deflection inside the 40, inside the 30-yard line, along the right sideline. Andre Sisco, he's going to bring it back all the way. That's a pick six, touchdown Jacksonville. That was the Kingfish Pest Control defensive play of the game. Let the pros tackle the pest in your home by going to kingfishpest.com. That's kingfishpest.com. 7-0 Jaguars after the extra point. The Jaguars defense gets a a punt uh, from the Eagles, and then the offense goes to work. Eight plays, 80 yards, and Trevor Lawrence to Jamal Agnew. Dropping, looking, throws to the right side. That's caught by Jamal Agnew. Toward the goal line, touchdown! Jamal Agnew gets it into the end zone, and Jacksonville has scored again. 14-0, Jaguars feeling good at that point. Defense gets a stop on downs, and then this is where it turned in the first half. It was a fourth down try at the Eagles 34 for the Jaguars offense, and Trevor Lawrence lost the handle of the football rolling right on fourth down, recovered officially by the Eagles for a turnover. Then the Eagles go down seven plays, 57 yards in just over four minutes, and Jalen Hurts finds the end zone. He drops the throw. Hurts looks, scrambles forward, wants to run it. He gets hit. The ball comes out. They call it a touchdown. He was hit at the goal line. The ball came out as he was hit, but they're going to signal touchdown. It was close. Did he get it to the goal line? They say yes. Yes, he did. It was 14-7 at that point. Jags offense goes three and out. Next drive for the Eagles. Nine plays this time, 71 yards, and Miles Sanders from 10 yards to tie it. Inside handoff to Sanders again. Inside the five, into the end zone, touchdown. A touchdown run by Miles Sanders, and the Eagles are an extra point away from tying the ball game. Jaguars back on offense on the third play of the drive, third and one after a close play on second down. ETN at first glance appeared to have reached the first down marker. No review. Third and one, they tried to sneak it, but Lawrence fumbled the snap and lost the ball, and the Eagles recovered it, and then the Eagles go eight plays again, 35 yards this time. Gainwell gets the touchdown run to take the lead. They hand the ball to Gainwell, runs it right up the middle for the 10-yard touchdown. Was barely touched. Kenneth Gainwell gets the touchdown, and Philadelphia has taken the lead. 2014, they missed the extra point. That was the halftime score. 2014, Eagles with the lead. Teams trade punts to begin the second half, and then the Eagles defense comes through again. This time, it's an interception. Off Trevor Lawrence, James Radbury. That's a blitz, an all-out blitz. He fires to the left side once Christian Kirk, and that ball is going to be picked off. He read his eyes, 
And that ball is intercepted by James Bradbury. It was an all-out blitz. Trevor threw it to the left side, wanted Christian Kirk near the five-yard line, but Bradbury made a diving interception to end the Jaguar drive. That play started at the 16-yard line of the Eagles going in for the Jags, unable to do anything with it. The Eagles get a field goal off that 28-yarder from Jake Elliott, 23-14 the lead at that point. And then the defense for the Eagles pinning their ears back again. This is Hassan Reddick against the right tackle, Jawan Taylor, who gets home and sacks Trevor Lawrence and more. Trevor dropped the throw, four-man rush. He is hit. The ball came out. The ball came out. He was hit. It's going to be a strip sack, and the Eagles are going to take over the third fumble of the day for Trevor Lawrence. And the Eagles have pounced on top of every one of those. The Eagles take over around the 24-yard line of Jacksonville. And they cash it in six plays later on a Miles Sanders five-yard touchdown, his second of the game. The two-point try no good. The Eagles' lead is 29-14 at that point. The Jaguars do get back down the field, though. They get a long pass to Christian Kirk of 45 yards. And then Lawrence, for the second time in the game, finds Agnew, and this time from eight yards away. Dropping the throw. Fires to the right side. That ball's going to be caught. Jamal Agnew spun away from the defender. Hitting in the end zone. Touchdown! Jamal made something happen after the catch, and the Jags have scored. Extra point good. Jags within eight. They have a chance. The Eagles go 11 plays and then go for it on fourth and three. Jaguars defense gets a stop. And they have a little life. No timeouts left, though. They've got to drive down the field. First play, though, it's a game ender. This time from Hassan Reddick again. Four man front, he dropped the throw. Trevor looks. Trevor hit. The ball came out again. And Philadelphia has recovered again. And they knelt down and ended the game. Final score 29-21. The Eagles over the Jaguars. That's how it sounded today. We're back with a look at the Vice Star final stats. Plenty more ahead. 29-21. Eagles over the Jaguars. And this is Jaguars postgame on the Jaguars Radio Network. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today. Official air conditioning partner of the Jaguars. And the final score, Eagles 29, Jaguars 21. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, and Fred Taylor. And time now for the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game voting. I get a vote. Mike gets a vote. Fred gets a vote. They all might be the same. Might be. We Fred thought that last week, though, and it didn't turn out that way. What do you think, Fred? You want to get us started? <laughs> Oh man, I don't I don't know where to go. No one on offense deserves it. Uh, no one on defense deserves it. Ah, uh, sheesh! I, I don't I don't have a clue, man. Oh, I'm stumped. You want to pass? I mean, this one seems pretty uh, easy today. You think so? I think um, so. Sheesh! I guess you said it, so maybe you do think so. Uh, let me hear you, JP. You right. might give me some uh, inspiration. Well, remember, Zay Jones was out today, so that opened up a window for a receiver a Agnew. little deeper down the depth yeah, chart. And Jamal Agnew jumped in there today and had four catches on six targets for 50 yards, two of those touchdowns. Uh, a guy who hasn't played a lot of receiver in his time in the NFL, and so that's my vote. Me too. Only offensive scores they had all day. Uh, had two and handled all the return duties as well, including uh, had his longest kickoff return of the season of 27 yards. I mean, uh, it's not that he did that much on special teams, but he did handle those duties, uh, caught four passes for 50 yards, which was second best on the team in terms of yardage. He had no other Jaguar receiver had more than two catches 
today. And Jamal Agnew had four, and two of them ended up in the end zone. So I'm with you, JP. So, yeah. So, Fred, have we convinced you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, might as well. Go for it. Jamal <laughs> Agnew, I don't want to give it to anybody. I'm still upset that we lost. Yeah, I mean, you're just, I mean, it makes sense, right? You, you know, moral victories, that's not a thing in no, the no, NFL. No, 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 yes. no, 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 I'm with you. All right, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess, right? So, um, let, let's do it. I mean, can I give it to Logan Cook? You can get outvoted in, with your vote well, and a half for Logan Cook. You can vote for you want to vote for, yeah. It's your you vote. know what? He took care of the ball in his punting duties. I'm just going to go with Jamal Agnew, actually, guys. Make it a clean sweep. Okay. I got to be fair. There you go. Uh, Agnew is the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game. <laughs> if you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capabilities and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between, this truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Baptist Health Injury Report when we return. Final score, Eagles 29, Jaguars 21, and it's Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Jaguars Radio Network. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC continues. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor, final score in week four, Eagles 29, Jaguars 21. And time now for the Baptist Health Injury Report. Baptist Health changing health care for good. One name that popped up today, Foley Fadokasi, was reportedly dealing with a quad issue during the game today. He had been nicked up in the preseason and was playing pretty good football until uh, today when he was off to the side a lot of the, really in the second half. And uh, Adam Gotsis was getting a lot of the playing time on the interior at that position after he left the game. A few other guys were banged up, didn't see time today. Of course, Zay Jones will take a look at – or we'll, we won't take a look. We'll hear what the results of the ankle issue are as we move ahead. He was unavailable for the game after an injury on Thursday in practice. Caleb on Chazon, same thing, had an ankle issue. Cole Van Lannen, backup lineman uh, with a hamstring. Those guys were all inactive for today's game. But uh, Fred Fadakasi, big body in the interior, need to have that guy around and uh, 100%, especially well, you saw the result today when the Eagles wanted to run the football. Uh, JP, certainly so, man, without a doubt with that. Uh, you know, he disappears, and somehow it seems that the Jags can't stop the run when they had come into the game leading, pretty much leading the league in, against the run. You know, uh, so, yeah, injuries, man, as they mount, things tend to change. But hopefully we can get the guys back out there sooner than later. And then Zay Jones not being out there, Mike, that I think just kind of changed the balance of things. Maybe a little. It may offense. have, but Darius Slay went out of this game early. Yeah. Like, you would trade that if you're being honest, right? Like, hey, as good as Zay Jones was last week and as good as well as he's played for the Jags, Darius Slade, one of the top five cover corners in the National Football League. So that was probably a net gain for Jacksonville. They still really didn't take any advantage in the passing game. So we'll uh, hopefully get some updates on that as the week goes along here. The Jaguars fall 29-21 to the Eagles. We're back in a moment to preview next week. The division rival Houston Texans come to town. And this is Jaguars postgame on the Jaguars radio network.
Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today, official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Final score, 29-21. Eagles over the Jags in week four. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor. And next week, the Houston Texans come to town. The Texans lost today to the L.A. Chargers, 34-24. They were down 21-0 at one point in the early in the second quarter. The Chargers had the lead. At halftime, it was 27-7. And the Texans reeled off 17 straight points to get within three. 27-24 with 8.30 to go in the fourth quarter. But then a late touchdown pass from Herbert to Eckler sealed the game, made it a two-score advantage again, and the Texans still winless on the season. So, um, you know, there's been a lot of change down in Houston, Fred. They have not uh, seen a winning result yet this season. Let's hope it stays that way next week. Yeah, the, the Texans started unraveling their roster and their organization well into past a year ago. And now they're just a very bad ball club. They uh, played a competitive game in week one versus the Colts, but they haven't done much since that tie. And they're just a bad team. And, uh, you know, bad teams do find a way to win a game at some point throughout the season. But this is a very bad team. I don't expect them to – they'll show up next week and put up a challenge in that sense. But I think the Jags are just much, much better than these guys. And they have to go out there and actually play like it, you know, and and solidify the victory. But the Texans are only averaging 15 points a game. They're giving up, you know, well into almost 30 points, close to 25 points a game. I'm sorry. Mm Uh, so yeah, they, they just have a bad ball club. I don't know much of their roster, but it's not, not a good roster because they're not winning anything. They're not winning, but they're competitive. I mean, they've been competitive. Even today they fell behind big. They came back, made it a one score game fairly late. They tied Indy and they had Indy by 17 heading into the fourth quarter. They lost by seven to Denver. And that was on the road, and they lost by three to Chicago. I'm not saying Chicago's that good, but, I mean, they're fighting. They are they're they may be a bad team, Fred, and I think particularly their defense is, uh, but they're not a team. They're going to come in here thinking they can beat this Jacksonville team because they had success against them last year. Yeah, Mike, I think every team is going to, you know, wherever they showed up and no matter who they're playing, you know, you go out there with the mindset that we're going to win this game and we're going to at least compete. Uh, you know, I think Denver's a really bad team. They're not a great team, in my opinion. Chicago isn't a, a, a great team. So I, I think that, you know, at this point in the season, you know, it's, it's almost, I want to call it even, even, but they're, they're, they're playing some close games against bad teams that are a little better than them, but still bad teams. I just looked at this Jaguars team. Uh, their record might, you might say that they're, not further along than the Bears or maybe Denver, but Jacksonville is a much better team than than their records show. Uh, those other teams aren't. Uh, <laughs> so I, I just think Jacksonville will win this game, and uh, I'll go back to it. And the guys called me a homer. The guys on the pivot, they called me a homer because I'm, I'm rooting for the Jags each and every week. But I'm more confident this year than I have been in previous years. Because I'm looking at the roster. I look at what they do. I have faith in Coach Peterson. I have faith in Trevor. Uh, again, the defense overall is a very good defense. So I think they should win the game versus the Texans at home. Plus, it's Legends weekend. A lot of guys will be back in town. It'll be a good time for them to win. Legends weekend last year, we won the game versus Buffalo. 6-3, I believe. 
So it'll be good to win back to back when the alumni and the guys are in town. Six three, two nothing, forty to ten, whatever the score is. Let's just go. have more points than the other team next week. That would be nice. You win that, you're two and zero in the AFC South. That's Three right. and two. I saw no one's running away with this division. No, so no. So might as well get this one while they're at it too. Fred, have a great week. We'll see you up here next week. All right, guys. See you then, man. All right, Peace Fred. out, Big Mike. Fred Taylor. Pride of the Jaguars running back joining us. And uh, for those on our flagship station, 1010XL in Jacksonville, the scoreboard show is next. We'll uh, get your phone calls. And you can uh, check us out on our social media channels, Jaguars Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. VP of Production, Patrick Cavanaugh. Executive Producer, Dave DeCandis. Manager of Radio, Joe Fortunato. Linda Fortunato, our studio producer as well. Brent Reber, Trimpedia, Gabby Dalton. David Cho, produce our videos for Jaguars.com. For Fred Taylor, Mike Dempsey, Bucky Brooks, our entire crew, this is J.P. Shadrick saying goodnight. Final score, Eagles 29, Jaguars 21 on the Jaguars radio network.